0: Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Let me tell you about our guest for the next couple hours. Steven Pinker back with us, an experimental psychologist who conducts research in visual cognition, psycholinguistics, social relations, He earned his B.A. from McGill and his Ph.D. from Harvard, and he's currently a Johnstone Professor of Psychology at Harvard. He has also taught at Stanford and MIT. He's an elected member of the National Academy of Sciences and a chairperson of the Usage Panel of the American Heritage Dictionary. That's pretty novel. And here's Stephen back. His latest book is called Enlightenment, the Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's been about six and a half years, something like that?
1: That's right. I was trying to remember the last time. Yes. Where,
0: where are you now?
1: Uh, I am in Arizona. I am in Tempe, Arizona, near the campus of Arizona State University. Right,
0: super. I'm going to be in Scottsdale on April 21st for a live event. And uh, had we timed it, we could have seen you there, but it's good to uh, good to have you back on the show. You, you know, we're we're in a very strange time. I mean, you heard some of the news stories that I had on... You know, people shooting people at YouTube, then killing themselves, some kid biting the head off of a chicken, a couple keeping their nine-year-old in a bathtub, making, making her drink toilet water. What's going on with people, Stephen?
1: One thing you have to keep in mind is that the world has 7.3 billion people, and what the news consists of is all of the most awful, strangest, weirdest, most upsetting things anywhere on the planet Earth. Uh, in this country, anywhere among 315 million people. Now, you uh, hear about the absolute worst everywhere. You don't hear about the people who just get up, go to work, raise their families, lead normal lives. Uh, and so our, our impression of the world can get distorted by the fact that that's, that's what the news does. It finds the, the strangest, the most awful, the most violent things anywhere. And you really can't tell from the news whether the world has been getting more or less violent, more or less peaceful, um, by just uh, noticing the, the worst events. Because as long as the world isn't perfect, and the world will never be perfect, there'll always be enough strange things happening somewhere on Earth, and they'll all be crammed together on the news. And so you get the impression that the world is just falling apart. Whereas when you look at numbers, which count up the number of people who don't murder each other, don't bite the heads off chickens, uh, the number of kids who graduate from school uh, without biting any heads off chickens—you see, actually, we're we're doing better, and that that's a, a big theme of the book. That you can't get your impression from the news because the news will just—it's like a greatest hits collection of all of the worst things happening anywhere on the planet.
0: And well, you know, planet. I was in I was in the television news business, Stephen, for a number of years, and very rarely, I can't even remember when would we lead a newscast with a story of something enlightening. It was that that we always used toward the end of the newscast, but the beginning was always some murder, some fire, some horrible car accident. It's always Correct. something tragic.
1: Yes, I don't have to, to, to tell you the famous slogan. If it bleeds, it
0: leads. It leads. That's true. Uh,
1: and, um, yeah, and so we, we tend to forget about, you know, say there's a country that was at war in the 70s, and you know that was 45 years ago, uh, and they've been at peace ever since. All those years, it's just not in the news because a country at peace is not uh, is not 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 news. And um, we, what what I try to do in the book is I try to plot over time rates of crime, rates of murder, rates of disease, rates of, of death of children, rates of death of mothers in childbirth. Um, all of these measures that, uh, that don't necessarily make the news, they kind of they creep up on you because the improvements are year by year by year. And before you know it, we're living into our 80s. Uh, kids are going to school. We have more hours of leisure than, than our uh, parents and grandparents had. Uh, and in measure after measure, we're actually doing a, a lot better. But you can't tell just from, from the news.
0: I can't remember... Uh, in my lifetime, when we were without war, for example. I mean, we went from World War II, we went into the Korean War, you know, several years later, then Vietnam, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, it just doesn't seem to stop, Stephen, and um, one would think...
1: that's, That's a great example, because what you said, of course, is true, and there hasn't been a time in our lifetimes when there hasn't been some war somewhere, but if you count up how many there are and how many people get killed, you see a, a graph that has some undulations, ups and downs. It's a bit of a roller coaster. But the overall trend is down. That in in uh, I mean, not even counting World War II, which is the worst war in history. Then the, the Korean War was was a. Uh, um, pretty nasty. We tend to forget how many millions of people died in the Korean War. Vietnam War, uh, also very destructive. Maybe two to three million Vietnamese killed and 50, 58,000 Americans. Yeah. But uh, even as horrible as Iraq and Afghanistan uh, have been, they're nowhere near as destructive as Vietnam was. And there, when the Vietnam War was going on, there were also wars in Central America and mm-hmm. South America and uh, Cambodia and Laos and all over Africa. A lot of those wars uh, have stopped. We, of course, note the, the, the few that are still going on, like the Syrian Civil War, which is the worst civil war in a generation. Even with the Syrian Civil War, the rate of global death in warfare is much, much less than it was in the 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s.
0: But your, your, your assessment is that things are getting better, not worse. Am I That's correct? Right.
1: They, they, I mean, not, of course, not everywhere for everyone. I mean, that would be impossible. That would be magic.
0: Right. I mean, if you live in Syria, things aren't t- too well right now.
1: Exactly. If you, if you pick the worst spots on Earth, and if you pick the people who are worst off, they'll be pretty badly off. But if you, if you look at humanity as a whole— uh, then, then there's unmistakably been, been improvement. Uh, and you know, I can give you some examples. Okay,
0: please, like to hear them.
1: Well, worldwide, um, the rate of extreme poverty, I mean, this is just about as poor as you can get. You can't even afford to feed yourself and your family. Uh, if you cut off $1.90 per person per day, uh, it, the rate now is 9.6%. That's still a lot of people, but 30 years ago it was close to 50%. The, the rate has come down that uh, that dramatically just in 30 years I already mentioned war the rate of death in war right now in the across the planet is 1.2 per hundred thousand per year which, which is awful but we during the the, the Vietnam War it was nine per hundred thousand per year in the 80s remember there was a war between Iran and Iraq mm-hmm. like World War one half a million people killed we had to worry that one uh, tanker sunk in the uh, entrance to the Persian Gulf would halt the flow of oil to the rest of the world. These were scary times. We tend to forget how scary earlier decades were, because we're, we're so scared of what's going on right now. I'll give another example of uh, uh, when the... Peace treaty was signed between the government of Colombia and the communist guerrillas, the, the, the FARC organization, the year before last. That ended the last war in the Western Hemisphere. We've got an entire hemisphere of the world that has no wars going on, uh, and th- I, that that that's unprecedented. And whole parts of the world, like Southeast Asia, there were wars in Cambodia and Laos, and of course Vietnam, and there hasn't been a war there since a, a very brief one in the in the 1980s.
0: Really, since we pulled out. What, is, what does that tell you?
1: That, uh, well, the... the
0: uh, I mean, we seem to be involved in all of them, Stephen, in one form or another.
1: <laughs> the United States doesn't have such a great track record no. that, uh, of, of uh, staying out of war. Um, the, uh, just another example from something completely different. Uh, you know, For most of human history, very few people could read or write. Now the rate of literacy worldwide is 90% for people under the age of 25. Uh, let me give you one other example. It, the, the disease smallpox killed three hundred million people in the twentieth century. Doesn't exist. It was exterminated. There is just right, no- but
0: but new diseases pop up.
1: Well, uh, they they can. I mean, uh, AIDS, of course, is, uh, is an example. And AIDS had a terrible death toll in sub-Saharan Africa, although that has been reversed thanks to antiretroviral drugs. And uh, polio and guinea worm may be eradicated within a few years. Malaria is going down. uh, Pneumonia is going down. Diarrhea is going down. All the diseases that kill children by the millions have uh, gone down. Just one more example is uh, democracy. Now, there's really troubling signs for democracy in the last couple of years. Russia and Venezuela and Turkey and Poland have all gotten less democratic. But still, if you count up all the world's countries, 192 countries, the, this decade, since 2010, the world has never been more democratic. Now, you hear that, you might think, I'm, I'm nuts for saying that, because we're all aware of the, 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 the uh, pushbacks against democracy. But think about it. When I was a student in, say, in the 1970s, half of Europe was behind the Iron Curtain. Communist totalitarian dictatorships. Uh, Portugal and Spain were fascist dictatorships. Greece was under the control of a military government. Almost all of South America was under the control of military governments. South Korea and Taiwan, today they're democracies. They used to be military governments. Uh, in Africa, there was not a virtually not not a single democracy. Now there are a number of them that are doing uh, pretty well. Uh, so that's yet another measure. And again, you know, I, what I'm saying. It can only be appreciated when you when you count, when you step back from the news and you say, "Well, okay, how well? What, what's the report card for the world as a whole look like if we count year by year? Don't just focus on the worst cases, but focus on all of the boring countries that have gotten democratic bit by bit, all of the wars that you've forgot about, like in Angola and Mozambique and Nicaragua, that fizzled out and haven't reignited." all the kids who are going to school who didn't go to school before, all the people in Bangladesh and China who are uh, living kind of lower-middle-class lifestyles who used to be desperately poor. It's that kind of perspective, looking at the the world as a whole and looking at um, measures uh, that you tally year by year that show you that things really have been improving.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.